TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network and now Smart to Death Radio. I am Mags, and um, today, again, no no Paul Tully, unfortunately, because uh, coronavirus just does not seem to want to go away. It's, it's kind of like Hulk Hogan, really, just just will not die. Um, so, yeah, I'm flying solo again today, but I've got a, a, a top draw guest uh, with me today. I've, today, I've got Craig from Pro Wrestling Musings. Craig, how are you today? Uh, yeah, um, I'm doing very well. Uh, a little concerned at being introduced as a top drawer get the kind of expectations that puts upon me but yeah very well how about yourself i'm not doing too bad yeah i'm excited to to chat with you i know I've, we've uh we've come up with a topic that uh it's kind of a little bit out of your wheelhouse but i'm sure we'll uh i'm sure we'll come up with a, a, a fun little top 10 over it but before we get to that um let's talk about your mount rushmore of the greatest wrestlers who do you who do you have on your mount rushmore and a little bit of a reason why each one kind of makes your pick um, so I think this might be quite different to how people usually go about this. Um, I've kind of gone with the idea that, like, with sports or kind of a performance type, you know, wrestling type thing, um, these things kind of, like, progress and evolve over time in quality. So it's quite it's quite current. Um, and I've kind of, kind of come to the conclusion when I was thinking about this that, like, the pinnacle of wrestling is New Japan. Um, kind of as it is just now and um, so in that in that kind of vein I've got Kenny Omega um, as my first pick just phenomenal in the ring he's got this very unique charisma and um, he was the driving factor in my favorite match um, ever which was the two out of three with Okada from uh, was it 2018 perhaps yeah Dominion yeah yes yes um, and he was kind of my gateway into and New Japan as well. Oh yeah, that I've uh, I've said since watching that match, and I must have watched it a, a good dozen times since. Mm. It's the closest uh, to a perfect match that that I've seen. I've been a wrestling fan for thirty years plus, and that's the closest to perfect that I've ever seen in a wrestling match. So great first pick. Um, who who joins Kenny in your second spot? Um, well, with all that being said, I, I rather had to go for his um, partner in that, that contest, Kazuchika Okada. Um, just the, the last kind of 10 to 15 minutes of an Okada match, never it just never disappoints. It's the most consistent thing in wrestling. Um, he's been involved in so very many of the best matches ever. He's one. Of, he's To me, he's the kind of personification of the guy that, takes everybody else to their kind of best matches. Um, just like Wrestle Kingdom this year almost proved that to me. I've been looking at a lot. Of, I've been using the Grapple app a lot recently. Yep. Um, he got two kind of 4.8 matches out of uh, 4.8 out of fives in two days um, on the Grapple app, which is, you know, he's just, he's something else. 
Yeah, and and if you look at the kind of like the current crop of New Japan, and even the the, the talent that's left recently, it's hard to to have that one person who who could rise above that kind of level of talent. But if there is anyone who does that, it's definitely Okada. He, like I said, he, he has his he drags out the best matches of people's careers just by being in the ring with them. Yeah, so yeah, outstanding picker. Who takes the third spot? Um, this is the one I had somebody else written down and I scribbled them out and put this one down. I think this is the one that people uh, might roll their eyes at. Um, I've written down Will Ospreay um, because for me, he's just, he, he's the next, he's the next one. He's the next kind of guy like that will be around about Kenny Omega kind of um, standards. His 2019 was absolutely ludicrous. It was one of the, must be one of the best in terms of like performance in the ring years that anybody has ever, ever had. And I mentioned the grapple app before they did a 100 of the top rated matches on their app um, at the end of last year. Um, and out of the hundred top for last year on their app, Osprey was in 18 of them, which is, you know, crazy. Yeah. That's it's phenomenal. And, and it's hard to argue um, him not having the, the best year uh, for mm. any any wrestler last year. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, for me, he doesn't quite make it just because of long, longevity more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just doesn't have that kind of body of work yet for me. Because uh, uh, when, I, obviously, like I said, I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years, so I've seen people kind of come up and then retire in the time that I've seen Will Ospreay. Uh, but there's no doubt that, that he's going to be very much in consideration for for the the greatest wrestlers of all time when all is said and done. So, yeah, I can totally understand the reasoning behind the pick. Um, who takes that cover to the last spot? Yeah, well, this is this is very different from the other three, but one that will prob- probably feature far, far more of everyone else. Um, I've gone with Ric Flair. Uh, just, he's, he's timeless in his performances. Um, the, the feud with, um, I've kind of just come across the feud with Ricky Steamboat um, and started watching that and it like it totally holds up 30 years later and he's just a transformative figure in pro wrestling his old promos are you know as good as as intense and powerful as anything you're going to see absolutely I did a, I recently did a podcast with a, a guy called uh, Scott uh, on the random Scott podcast, and we were looking at uh, the '92 Royal Rumble where mm-hmm. where he, he he won it, and yeah, he, he was just an absolute star from the '70s all the way until till he basically retired. He, he, he would still give uh, an absolutely outstanding match, and and you can you can kind of tell the quality of a wrestler when he has so many people who, who were influenced by him and, and so many uh, current wrestlers who come out and say that they looked up to uh, to Rick and they kind of uh, tried to emulate him. Yeah, he's absolutely one of the greatest people to ever step in, in between the ropes. So that's a very, very um, solid Mount Rushmore. A lot of... Uh, a lot of kind of new and current wrestling, but then obviously you've you've added Ric Flair to to kind of like grab that that old school style. So yeah, really enjoy. I really like that uh, that Mount Rushmore. Thanks. No problem. So, are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Let's get on to the topic. Like I said earlier, uh, I kind of like threw you a swerve ball um, <laughs> a little, with, yeah. uh, <laughs> with the topic. Uh, it's kind of just out, out of your, uh, your fandom as a wrestling fan. So, yeah, we're going to uh, draft the top 10 WWF slash WWE hardcore champions. And you were saying that you came into wrestling just kind of outside this, uh, this era. How was it um, kind of uh, looking back and, and, and kind of picking the people who, who you're going to be drafting? It's um, obviously because the title bounced around so much. Um, a lot of the names on there are your sort of big WWE names anyway. I don't think many people would look through that list and struggle to see you know, 10 plus names that they're quite familiar with. Yeah. And, and with, with, the, um, with the, the, the way we can get hold of that, this, these matches anyway, with the network and with, with YouTube and stuff like that, it's, uh, it's, it's easier than ever before to, to kind of go back and, and look at wrestling that you've missed. I know that I've, mm-hmm. there's been plenty of wrestling that I've not ever been able to watch mainly because we, when I started watching wrestling, we, we just didn't have access to it, and now I've been able to go back and, and check it out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for those kind of streaming services for that. Yeah, yeah, they're great. It's, um, as I was saying, the kind of Ric Flair stuff that I was looking at was just before I was born, so, yeah, it's amazing. So let's get into it. Um, uh, seeing as you're the guest, you, you get the first pick of who's going to make it onto our top ten uh, first. Um, well, the the first, the very first one, um, Mick Foley, um, was just an an incredible performer. Um, I'm I'm most familiar with him for his kind of his later stuff where he was in and out in 2000. And the match against Edge is the one that sticks out in my memory, which could have very easily been for the hardcore title. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and it. It's it's funny how this kind of title started with Mick, and and it actually started because Vince wanted to to just keep him out of the way by giving him this this broken winged eagle title belt, which uh, looked like it was actually held together with like some sort of masking tape. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think his run only lasted maybe twenty eight days, but then uh, when I was actually uh, researching my picks. That's actually one of the longer runs with the title. Like, like you mentioned, there's been so many people who, who've kind of had these short runs. It's almost like been a twenty four seven style title almost. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, great first pick. Um. Now, what I tend to do with my picks, I tend to have a go hard and, and pick people who I think are gonna gonna stick it out and and make the the final top ten, or I'll throw in kind of like um, sacrificial lambs. Uh, people who uh, I know that probably won't last it, but kind of do deserve a mention. Um, so I'm going to throw a sacrificial lamb in first. Uh, I don't think that this person's going to make it all the way to the top 10. In fact, they only ever had one 15-second reign with the title. Um, 
but she was the first ever female holder of the towel. Uh, she pinned Crash Holler, uh, and then she got re-pinned by Crash Holler. I'm going to go with someone called Cynthia Lynch. Now, that name's not going to probably ring a bell to, to many wrestling fans, but if I mentioned that she was one of Godfather's whores, uh, that, <laughs> that may add to it. So I'm going to put up for my first pick, Godfather's whore. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go straight back to you for your second pick. Um, I would go with Chris Jericho. Oh, um, interesting. Again, very current. He's on the list as having one ring, uh, one reign with less than a day. But um, based on his current work, I'm sure whatever Chris Jericho did in the however many seconds he had that title were utterly superb. <laughs> I, I think he oh, did he pin Trish Stratus. I think he might have pinned Trish Stratus for the time. That sounds about yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great pick. Um, uh, for my next one, I'm going to go with the final champion. I think you started with Mick Foley. I'm going to go with uh, Rob Van Dam. Um, he was actually, a, I think, he was four times uh, champion all the way through his mm. uh, his career, uh, but. He was the last ever uh, hardcore champion when he beat Tommy Dreamer uh, and unified that belt with his uh, with his Intercontinental title. I think uh, later on in the in the year he also ended up unifying the the European belt. So he was kind of a, a title belt collector in them days. But yeah, I think for pick number four overall, I'm going to go with RVD. Okay. Um, the next one I'm going to go with is the one at the very top of the list. Um, Steve Blackman. Ooh, interesting. I really don't know much about him, but I was um, to, I'd kind of gone on Twitter today and asked people for suggestions of where I should go, like a period I should go back and watch. Um, and I started just at the beginning of 2000, where kind of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are essentially bullying everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's just this scene where they're talking to Steve Blackman, and he seems like the most unanimated man ever but also looks like you would never ever have the guts to tell him that (laughs) stare that i can only assume he would give you yeah great pick i think he was a six-time champion uh with the hardcore title um again he was someone who had three quite uh lengthy reigns uh 28 Mm. days uh 50 days and i think 89 days but yeah you're right about him being kind of emotionless uh we recently did a, an episode of um, about thrown together tag teams, I think it was, and he was in a tag team with uh, Al Snow that was called okay. Head Cheese. Head Cheese. Uh, Head Cheese, yeah. If you ever get a chance to just look it up, it was they played off the fact that Al Snow was this wacky character yeah. and that, that Steve Blackman was this straight-laced, just emotionless and... And obviously, if you, I don't know if you remember, but Al Snow had, Al Snow had the head thing, didn't he? He had the head, yeah, exactly. So Where did the cheese come from? <laughs> the cheese came from uh, they they gave Steve Blackman a, a big like, sl- oh. like triangle of cheese hat to wear. Oh, uh, so it was sense. yeah, head cheese. Yeah, uh, they I don't think they were together long, maybe a couple of months, but they had some funny comical uh, skits. So yeah, uh, great pick there. <laughs> um, let's go with. Pick number six. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll bring him up. We've, we've, we've literally just spoke about him. I'm going to go with Al Snow, um, mm. another six-time champion. He had actually, I think, he had the second longest reign uh, 
uh, in history with 91 days. Uh, but the reason why I've actually picked Al Snow is because he was involved in a, a very infamous match with Bob Holly for the vacant uh, hardcore title, which he ended up losing. But it, they got they went outside the arena onto the the banks of the Mississippi, and he actually ended up losing the match because he got wrapped up in a in a chain link fence and uh, was pinned. So yeah, I'm going to go with with Al Snow in uh, spot number six. He's he's the one with the you didn't know music, isn't he? Oh, that's Road Dog. Road Dog, okay. Al Snow had head. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, um, my next one would be Taz. Um, I've only seen a little bit of Taz, but he looks like an exceptional wrestler to be into watching. Um, I like a guy that does a lot of suplexes for some reason. Yeah, he, he uh, made a, a great debut. I, I think it was against Kurt Angle. I think he uh, he debuted against Kurt Angle. Obviously, he, he had a, his best wrestling period in, in ECW where he was was absolutely like brutal as the mm-hmm. as the ECW champion. Uh but yeah, great pick. I don't I don't particularly remember a lot of his reigns as a as a hardcore champion, but he definitely was hardcore, so he, he definitely counts. Um who next I think I'm gonna go with another maybe sacrificial lamb. Um <laughs> I'm going to go with Gerald Briscoe. Uh, he was one of, obviously, Vince McMahon's stooges, uh, along with Pat Patterson. Uh, and he was actually a two-time champion. Um, but his, uh, his second uh, and most famous run, uh, he actually ended up, lo- he actually ended up uh, facing Pat Patterson himself for the, for the belt uh, in a hardcore evening gown match because Vince McMahon was sick of uh, the two of them fighting between each other. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Gerald Briscoe, I think, in, in spot number eight. Okay. Um, the next one I'm going to go with is Bradshaw. And I'm going with Bradshaw, the wrestling character, um, and pretending that Bradshaw, the man, doesn't exist. <laughs> sound like a very nice guy to put it in kind of um, mild terms. Um, but I, I really enjoyed, and maybe I was the only, the only one um, that was watching wrestling at that time that really enjoyed. I really enjoyed his run, um, actually, as JBL yeah. when he held the the top title. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just, he was just great foil. There was just, he just had a string of competitors from Big Show to Booker T to The Undertaker that tried to take off of him and couldn't. And, um, even, and even that the famous uh, feud with Eddie Guerrero. Yes, yes, that, that um, very um, gory match with Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Yeah, great pick. I think he was an 18-time champion all, all uh, the way throughout the run of the hardcore title. Uh, and he actually got... He was the only person to have a... Um, a kind of customized version of the belt is his version oh, of really? the belt. Yeah, it was obviously we know the title as the the broken mm-hmm. uh, winged eagle title, but his version was actually uh, a Texas flag with um, <laughs> with uh, bullhorns coming off it. Um, so yeah, I think that was on his maybe his eleventh reign. So yeah, great pick uh, mm. with with Bradshaw there. Um, I think it would be unfair of me to to round out this first top 10 without mentioning someone who is pretty much synonymous with with the title um i'm gonna go with crash holly um 
22 times champion. I mean, that's that's just absolutely disgusting number <laughs> of, of times to be a hardcore champion. Uh, but the reason why I pick him is because he was he was kind of like if you think of R Truth now with the 24 seven title, he was kind of the R Truth of the hardcore title okay. where he was the one involved in all the kind of funny uh, skip matches and he would always end up being the one who escaped with the title. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Crash Holly. For the top ten. So before we uh, before we go into the the, the picks where we uh, we vote people off, I'll just give a quick rundown of the the ten we've got originally. So we've got Mick Foley at number one. Number two is Godfather's Hall. That's a great. I'm so proud of that <laughs> pick. <laughs> uh, number three is Chris Jericho. Four is RVD. Five is Steve Blackman. Six is Al Snow. Seven is Taz. Eight is Gerald Briscoe, nine is Bradshaw, and ten is Crash Holly. It's your boy Rens, aka Ray Cash of the Outsiders Edge. I'm here with my boy Kyle, and I got a question for you, man. I right, shoot. What would you say are your four worst, your Mount Rushmore of worst Edge guests? Ooh, that's a tough one. The Mount Rushmore of worst Edge guests. It's pretty easy. It should just be two people. I mean, nah, 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 nah. The the three worst guests in the history of the Outsiders Edge are obviously Caleb, Carl, <laughs> Caleb, Carl, and Mags, right? Well, I mean, Darren's trash. You know, Darren, and we can't even shout out Paul Talley because he's never been on the damn show. I mean, but- it's good for us. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, I guess we can shout out the fact that Badlands Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, check it out. We love the show. Uh, always listen, man. Chairshot family, we're here for you. 100%. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to do it. And I mean, if Darren were here, we know one thing he would say to my Mount Rushmore, and that is he has a He big, would veto that shit. Fat veto for that shit. But he's not here. So I said what I said. You want to come on the show and defend yourself. You know where to find your boys. If you don't like that, we don't give up. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the chair shot. So who's who's the first one to get voted off and who are you replacing them with? Um, I would go with Gerald Briscoe. Wow. I think would I? I don't really know Gerald Briscoe, um, so I would get rid of him and replace him with Raven. Raven, yep. Um, seem uh, again. I don't know a huge amount about Raven, but the bits I've seen is really interesting. And um, his feud with Tommy Dreamer sounds like absolutely fantastic stuff. Mm. Um, and I think he's the kind of guy that if he was around in a Nowadays, in a kind of AEW situation where there's a lot of creativity, there's a lot of collaboration, um, I reckon he would fit in very well in that kind of environment. Yep, and he would, for, in terms of the hardcore title, he's actually the record holder uh, for, for Reigns. Uh, he had 27 Reigns, which is, which is far more than, than anyone else. Uh, but it's, in terms of wrestling, I think... Um, I watched a, a ECW documentary not long on, and uh, Raven said that he was the character that Paul Heyman wanted p- 
people to to think about Paul Heyman being if, if Paul Heyman was ever a wrestler, he'd be the kind of character really. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's thinking about Paul Heyman. He was the one that Paul Heyman was most disappointed left because he felt yeah. like so much more to that story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, great, great character, great man for the business, and yeah, with twenty seven ratings, a great hardcore champion. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I think I'm I'm going to I'm going to vote off, and it, it, this pains me because he's actually my greatest wrestler of all time. I'm going to vote off Chris Jericho, um, oh. only because no, nothing against the guys a wrestler is just. I think this is kind of a, a very small footnote on uh, Chris Jericho's career being being the hardcore champion. Um, I'm going to replace him with. I'm, this is this is almost like I'm rubbing salt in the wounds, but I'm actually going to replace him with Sean Stasiak. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's horrific when you when you think of replacing the, one of the best wrestlers ever with Sean Stasiak. But it's because uh, Sean Stasiak was a, a 15 time um, <laughs> hardcore champion, um, but he's he was never a champion on any televised show because it all is. Uh, all his wins were on house shows. Oh, and really? He, and he never actually left the the arena as champion. He always won the title and then instantly lost it. So, uh, yeah, I'll go and replace Jericho with Sean Stasiak for pick number 12. Well, that, that makes sense. I like that. So, to you for pick number 13, Craig. Um, I would... Well, what would I do? I would... I'm going to get rid of Bradshaw because... He's not a very nice guy. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> I should have planned that in advance. That's quite satisfying. I'm going to get rid of Bradshaw, and I'm going to replace him with The Undertaker because the idea of The Undertaker as a hardcore champion is quite amusing. Yeah. Um, I had The Undertaker as one of, one of the ones... Uh, like I, like I spoke to you off recording, I, I tend to record uh, pick for the worst case scenario in case we had exactly the same picks, and he was definitely one of them. Um, I think he only had one reign, if I remember rightly, um, but he kind of brought the title away from the the comedy era where oh. it was it was a laugh, a laugh and a joke, and he he like really made it. If you beat the Undertaker for the title, it meant that you were a oh, hardcore yeah. wrestler. So, yep, uh, great pick. Um, hmm, uh, let's see. I think I'm actually going to go with another female. Uh, there was only ever four women who who won the hardcore title, um, and I'm going to go with the final woman, uh, Terry Runnels. Now, obviously, not really known for her wrestling prowess, um, but she actually won the title. Uh, from Stevie Richards uh, in a in an interview uh, backstage, uh, and then was immediately repinned for the title. I think she's actually the shortest uh, reigning champion with about four seconds reign. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Terry Runnels, and I'm going to replace. I, th- I think it's only fair that if we're going to keep a w- if I'm going to put a woman on the on the list, I'm going to have to take off Godfather's whore. So I'm going to go with uh, a. <laughs> Terry Runnels replacing Godfather's Hall. (laughs) That's awful. I'm a horrible, horrible human being. Um, Oh, gee, what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to 
bring in Tommy Dreamer because he's very hardcore title kind of guy. <laughs> um, and I'm going to replace... Uh, who am I going to replace? I will replace Al Snow. Sorry. <laughs> no need to apologise, I'm sure. Al will not be listening, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, never know. With Tommy Dreamer, I think he was a 14-time champion, um, and yeah, the the actual 24/7 rule of the of the title was actually de- uh, deactivated whilst he he was champion, uh, yeah. and he was also the second to last champion, and well, technically the very last because the titles were were amalgamated with the RC title once he uh, lost to RVD. But yeah, uh, great pick. Uh, for that was I think that was pick fifteen. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm going to actually mention. Um, I'm going to actually go for someone who I've, I've just literally mentioned. I'm going to go with Stevie Richards. Um, the reason why is he's another multi-time uh, champion. Actually, had twenty-one runs with the title. Um, but the reason why I'm, I'm going with him over the, the other people who had like multiple rubs is because he was actually the, the last ever WWF hardcore champion and he was the first WWE hardcore champion because he was the, the champion when they did the, the transition uh, with names after the, the uh, Worldwide Fun for Nature uh, lawsuit. So I'm going to go with uh, Stevie Richards and I'm going to replace... I'm going to have to replace one of my own again. I'm going to replace Terry Runnels because a four-second reign doesn't doesn't kind of stack up to a 21 different reign. So I'm going to go with Stevie Richards replacing uh, Terry Runnels. Okay. Um, I've picked all the people I like first, and I've been <laughs> left with, like, not really knowing what to do. Um, you've obviously played this game before. I will... I'm going to pick Kurt Angle because mm-hmm. I really like Kurt Angle. Fair <laughs> and I'm going to replace Taz because they're essentially the same wrestler. <laughs> um, so I think one has had a little bit more um, career success than the other. Yes, yes. Um, Again, another another wrestler who, who like kind of added to that legitimacy of the title. Someone, if you if you could beat Kurt Angle in a match, that you were almost kind of a made man. So yeah, um, I can totally understand the the reasoning behind that pick. Um, so back to me for um, for my pick, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Maven. I think now Maven's. Uh, he only ever had three reigns with the title and none of them really stood out. Um, the only thing that, that kind of puts Raven in my, my mind is is the the WrestleMania 18 match. I don't know if you've gone back and, and watched WrestleMania uh, 18, but he was actually um, in a hardcore match against Goldust. But he actually lost the title to Spark Dudley in that match. Uh, and then after quite a lot of shenanigans where Spark Duddy lost the title to Hurricane whilst backstage and then Hurricane lost it to Marty Molly after she uh, bashed his head in with a frying pan and then Marty Molly lost the title uh, after she ran into um, a, a door and then was pinned by Christian 
but Chris had actually tried to escape the arena in a taxi, uh, and he was attacked by Maven, who, who pinned him in, in the car park, got the belt, and even stole Christian's taxi to to leave WrestleMania 18 as champion. So I'm going to go with Maven, and I'm going to replace. I'm going to go. I'm going to replace Kurt Angle, uh, and again, it's it's literally for the same reasons why I replaced uh, Chris Jericho, not because of uh, kind of any lab putting any aspersions on Kurt as a wrestler, but more that when you look at uh, Kurt's career, this hardcore title is probably not going to feature that much. So um, I'm going to put Maven there instead, instead of Kurt Angle. Okay. So um, back, back to you. Back to me. Um, I am going to replace Steve Blackman because he's been so quiet, everybody's forgotten that. <laughs> and I'm going to replace him with... Jeff Hardy, because he seems like he would have been very, very fun in a hardcore match type situation. Yeah, and again, it's a you, you, your last few picks have all been wrestlers who who legitimised the title rather than made them mm. kind of like a a, a bit of silliness. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, great pick with Jeff. I think uh, again, we mentioned him on a podcast recently about him also being the uh, the European ta- uh, champion when. He was involved with RVD, uh, and RVD was amalgamating titles, and, and he was actually involved in that match as well. So, uh, and I think he was champion around the time he was challenging Undertaker for for that for that world title shot, where he was kind of like wanted him to make him famous. So, All yeah, right. great pick. Mm, thanks. Um, so, for the last pick, the last pick. Now I've got three. No, I've got four left. So, oh no, one, I've actually got five left. So we we weren't as uh, similar as uh, as I actually thought. Um, it would be it would be hard pressed for me not to have the the person who holds the the longest single reign uh, with the title. So I think I've got to go with the big boss man. Uh, he had four runs with the title, and like I said, the longest he had the longest single reign, which was ninety seven days. Um, but who do I replace? I'm going to have to replace Sean Stazak, I think. I mean, even though he had uh, plenty of, of, of uh, title wins, no one ever saw him because they, they were all on house shows. So in in people's minds, he was probably never the champion. Um, so I'm going to replace Sean Stazak with the big boss man. That seems fitting, though, the longest reigning replacing the... Most kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So the the final ten that we uh we've uh, come up with the definitive uh ten of of, of uh, hardcore champions. Number one, and and he actually stayed on from the very first pick was Mick Fowler, which is incredibly fitting. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, uh, there was a couple who uh, got voted off. We had Godfather's Hall voted off, and then Terry Runnels voted off, and we've ended up with Stevie Richards in the second spot. Um, number three, we started with Jericho, and then we've just had Sean Stasiak take the the last fall before uh, we settled on the big boss man. Uh, spot four is another one who who didn't change all the way through. It was RVD. Um, spot five was Jeff Hardy, who, who was uh, who replaced Steve Blackman. Uh, spot six is Tommy Dreamer who took out Al Snow, Steve Blackman's head cheese partner. And I, honestly, I, 
I implore you to go and look up Edgy's <laughs> on the network. It's it's hilarious. Um, spot seven is gone through a, a couple of picks. We've actually landed on Maven after going through Taz and Kurt Angle. That's actually that's probably the best thing about Maven's career that he's been he's replaced two amazing wrestlers in, in time <laughs> Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, spot eight was Gerald Briscoe, but Raven has, uh, has took that spot. Spot nine, uh, Bradshaw uh, was replaced by The Undertaker. And spot ten, another one that, uh, that survived the whole way through, uh, and that's Crash Holly. Um, all in all, I think they're ten, ten really, really good hardcore champions. Yeah, it's a good, good selection of wrestlers, big names. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Craig, what I, I need from you now is a... Uh, I need a, a topic for a future guest. What kind of a, what kind of Mount Rushmore would you be interested in hearing, or what kind of a draft would you be interested in hearing? Um, so I've, it was the first thing that came into my head. So I've gone with it. I'm, I've gone with the the good guys of wrestling. So kind of thinking of like wrestlers that have uh, a reputation for using their position or their um, fandom to kind of try try to do something worthwhile or something good. Kind of thinking like Sami Zayn type figures. Yeah, uh, I think instantly, like you said, Sami Zayn comes to my mind, or or someone like Cena who who does mm-hmm. a lot with the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, uh, very interesting topic. Thanks for that. Uh, so, um, Craig, let us know where where we can uh, find you on social media. Let us uh, let us know about pro wrestling musings. So, um, if you like stats and you want to see. Um, how many times one wrestler has punched another wrestler, which um, I'm, I'm sure you do. Um, you can find me on Twitter at PWMusings um, or ProWrestlingMusings.com. Awesome. Uh, yeah, go and, uh, go and give Craig a follow. He's a, I'm, a, I'm very much a stats person, and mm. yeah, I, I, I love that, the kind of breakdown that, that, that Craig does, not only just with the wrestlers, but with with. With, I think you've started a new series where you're going over like some of the the the, the greatest matches of all time and yes. kind of breaking them down. Uh, yeah, re- really, really interesting. Um, I, I love that kind of like deep dive that you're doing into 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 those like kind of facts and figures and really kind of taking like a almost scientific analytical look at the match rather than kind of an emotional look. Yes, uh, sp- kind of sports statistics type. Angle is how I think of it in my head. Yeah, it's uh, well worth a follow and well worth a read. Uh, you've been an absolutely awesome guest uh, for Badlands, uh, Craig. Uh, thank you very much for, for being on the show. Really do appreciate it. Uh, you're you're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. So you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. You can follow my absent co-host uh, Paul Tolley at Reencounter. You can follow the show at Badlands Pod. Uh, yeah, who who had the 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 best picks for the to the draft of uh, hardcore champions? Was it was it Craig's picks or was it my picks? Uh, what did you think of Craig's uh, choices for the Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestlers of all time? Um, what are your uh, your uh, picks for the Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestlers of all time, or even a Mount Rushmore of hardcore champions? Let us know on Twitter. Uh, go and um, give us a tweet. We'd love to get involved in that conversation. But um, as always, with Badlands, there's only one rule when you're coming up with your Mount Rushmore's. That is, you should always use your head.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.